Hello and welcome to Catechism Thursday of the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast. This is one of your hosts, Peter Bell, and we are on Lord's Day number seven of the Heidelberg Catechism. If you guys haven't yet listened to any one of episodes one to six of Catechism Thursday, they're only 10 or 15 minutes long, so I would encourage you to catch up. As I said last week and the weeks before, they do build off each other, but these are easy to listen to, easy to follow. So let's dig in. Question number 20. Are all men then saved by Christ just as they perished through Adam? Answer, no. Only those who are saved, who by a true faith are grafted into Christ and accept all his benefits. Then Ursinus explains. First, salvation through Christ is not bestowed upon all who perished in Adam, which is all people, but only upon those who, by a true faith, and we'll explain this, are engrafted into Christ and receive all his benefits. Although the satisfaction of Christ, the mediator of our sins, is perfect, yet all do not obtain deliverance through it. But only those who believe the gospel and apply to themselves the merits of Christ by a true faith. What is this true faith? True faith is a sure knowledge where I accept as true all that God has revealed to us in his word. At the same time, it is a firm confidence that not only to others, but also to me, God has granted forgiveness of sins, everlasting righteousness, and salvation out of mere grace, only for the sake of Christ's merits. This faith the Holy Spirit works in my heart by the gospel. And he answers the 21st question, and he gives the reasons and his exposition of this answer. First, what is faith? Ursinus describes it's an assent to or a certain knowledge of what is revealed concerning God, his will, works, and grace, in which we confide upon divine testimony. And then again, taken for the doctrine of the church, this faith, or for those things of which the word of God informs us, and which are necessary to faith, as when it is called the Christian faith or the apostolic faith. Second, of how many kinds of faith do the scriptures speak? And he gives four. Historical faith, to know and believe that every word of God is true, which is divinely delivered and revealed, whether by the voice or by oracles or by visions or by any other method of revelation by which the divine will is made known unto us upon the, upon the authority and declaration of God himself. Seconds, temporary faith. Ascent to the doctrines of the church, accompanied with profession and joy, but not with a true and abiding joy, such as arises from a consciousness that we are the objects of the divine favor, but from some other cause, whatever it may be, so that endures only for a time, and in seasons of affliction, dies away. Third, Faith of miracles, 
a special gift of effecting some extraordinary work or of foretelling some particular event by divine revelation and last justifying faith. This consists in knowledge and an assured confidence for there can be no faith in a doctrine that isn't known. It differs from the other faiths because it alone is an assured confidence by which we apply unto ourselves the merit of Christ, which he has done, and we firmly believe that he, the righteousness of Christ is granted and imputed unto us, so that we are accounted just in the sight of God. Number three, in what does faith differ from hope? Faith lays hold of present good, while hope has respect to that as future. And those are two of the basically the same thing. Faith is present, hope is future, but relies on that present. Number four, what are the efficient causes of justifying faith? The instrumental cause of faith in general is the word of God, comprehended in the books of the Old Testament and New Testament, in which, beside the word, there are also many divine works and miracles contained. The formal cause is a certain knowledge of all that God has revealed. The object of saving faith is Christ. The subject is the understanding, the will, and the heart. The end is the glory of God. And if you want to go through that again, just rewind a couple of times to go through those causes and the effects. Number five, what are the effects of faith? Our justification before God, the joy and delight in God with peace of conscience, conversion, regeneration, and universal obedience, the consequences which belong to the effects of faith, such as an increase of temporal and spiritual gifts, and the reception of these gifts by faith. And then to whom is this faith given? Justifying faith is given to the elect and to them alone. Temporary faith is given to those part of the visible church. And think when I say visible, think of the actual physical church body versus the elect as the in invisible, those who believe across all churches that you can't even see. Historical faith is possessed by those even outside the church. Question 22. What then must a Christian believe? Answer. All that is promised to us in the gospel, which the articles of our Catholic and undoubted Christian faith teach us in a summary. He explains. The gospel is, therefore, properly the object of justifying faith which looks to the promises of the gospel or the preaching of grace through christ which is faithfully explained in the apostles creed which i will be talking about next last question for the day question 23 to end out lord's day 7 what are these articles that we just explained the apostles creed the historic creed of the Christian faith. He answers, I believe in the God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord. 
He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. On the fourth day, he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe a holy Catholic Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Thank you for listening to Lord's Day number seven. I hope you guys enjoyed our moralism episode on Monday, distinguishing between being a good person and being a saved person. Not having to put on a face to look good, but knowing you are good because of Christ's righteousness. And obedience to Christ's righteousness is what gives us faith. It's what gives us the ability to be a good person, not in a moralistic sense, but in a God-glorifying, heaven-bound sense. So again, like us on Instagram, like our posts. If you guys have any questions, let us know. Email us. Subscribe to this podcast on whatever app that you're using. We will go through Lord's Day number eight next week. And a reminder, next week is our last week of this season. We'll have a little special episode the week after. And then something huge is coming for season two. So again, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you're blessed. We'll see you next week.